Well, Denmark has become one of the first European Union countries to scrap most of their pandemic restrictions as the country no longer considers the COVID-19 outbreak a socially critical disease. That is the reason given that even though the Omicron variant is still surging in that country, it's not placing a heavy burden on the healthcare system and the country has a high vaccination rate, that according to officials. So what is it like to be in a country where most, if not all, of the restrictions are being lifted. Let's bring in Shane Woodford, freelance journalist who is based in Denmark. Shane, thanks so much for joining us again. Always a pleasure, Jill. Uh, so what are things like there today? Normal. <laughs> uh, sort of near normal. I mean, it's uh, there's a few masks out there, but uh, by and large, it's uh, you go into the grocery stores, you go shopping, you do your thing, and it is like there is almost no pandemic except for uh, you know, some antibacterial hand soap that's basically at the front of every business in a grocery store or whatever you walk into. So uh, in the space of 24 hours, we've gone from largely masked and being really cautious to largely unmasked and sort of putting a foot in these tepid waters. Hmm. And is it a feeling of, for, for you, is it a feeling of relief, of freeing, a freeing feeling, or is there also some kind of trepidation there? No, <laughs> no, there's definitely trepidation. I mean, look, we're seeing the largest daily COVID numbers we have ever seen. Last week, uh, two record days, over 50,000 cases a day. Today, it was around 45,000. I mean, these are numbers that a few months ago, you someone would have said, oh, Denmark's going to be seeing, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 cases. So I would have laughed in your face. I mean, these numbers are unheard of. Hospitalizations, like general admissions uh, due to COVID, uh, have crashed through the 1,000 mark yesterday for the first time ever in the pandemic. So the calculation, when you think about these two things, you go, well, why is Denmark doing what it's doing? And it's based on a calculation and assumption. And the calculation, Jill, is it looks at intensive care unit numbers and those on a ventilator. And despite absolutely soaring infection numbers, both of those numbers for the past few weeks have gone nowhere but down. We're there the lowest they've been since last summer. Uh, the assumption is that because there's such a high vaccination rate here, over 80% of people have two doses, 60% plus have three, uh, and the Omicron variant is just absolutely ripping through the population. The combination of immunity from recovered infection and immunity from vaccination will team up to instill some level of herd immunity on the population and help us move from a pandemic to an endemic. And we're talking about a country here. What is the population of Denmark? About 6 million? Yeah, just under 5.8. And and do you think, are other countries doing similar similar things as far as relaxing those those restrictions in, in the same kind of scenario? Like you said, yes, huge daily numbers, but if it's not leading to death and ICU hospitalization, that gets to a point where you can live with this virus. Yeah, that's essentially what they're doing. They're saying, listen, COVID's here to stay. Matter of fact, the... Uh, the European Centre for Disease Control, which is the overarching EU health authority when it comes to the pandemic and, and all other virus uh, activity, uh, just said in one of its assessments last week that COVID's here to stay. I mean, there's we, we can't have zero COVID. That door is closed. we got to figure out how to live with the virus. So that assumption is now being made across uh, just this evening, a few hours ago, as a matter of fact, 
Norway followed Denmark's lead and largely laid out a plan to lift its restrictions. I expect we'll start to see that pattern throughout Europe, especially as we kind of move through the rest of these winter months and into the fall when the season becomes less against us and more for us, weather warms up, more people outside, virus has a hard time spreading. It's these winter months and we're all jammed inside trying to keep warm when the virus has a heyday. And uh, even our health officials here are already starting to float the idea uh, of a fourth booster shot at a population level here in Denmark timed for the next fall uh, when we move into the winter months again in order to kind of try and head off another COVID explosion. And would that be for everybody or is that, again, looking at the most vulnerable, uh, say, people in long-term care and offering up fourth boosters for that population? No, that's for everybody. Joe, we're already offering fourth round of shots for vulnerable people, people that are immunocompromised or extremely high risk, cancer patients, people that really struggle. They're already having a fourth round of doses here. This would be one for everybody. Basically, the the idea, I mean, they haven't solidified it yet. They're just hinting at it. But uh, the idea sounds like would be it it would be sort of, you know, patterned after the flu shot that we have now where we have this season. Okay, in October, the flu shots go out and somewhere around that time period, uh, they would also time a COVID booster shot to try and head off any winter impact. And how are things then, when we talk about the restrictions being lifted, and like you said, a few masks here and there, uh, does this mean then that as things stand now moving forward, that you don't have to show a pass to get into to restaurants and stuff or anything like that? Yeah, so that's a bit tricky. Um, largely, you're right, yes. The Corona Passport system, which was called the Corona Pass here, uh, has largely been lifted. You technically wouldn't have to use it to go anywhere like a restaurant or whatever like you like you would have had uh, just a couple of days ago. Uh, the two wrinkles in that are um, restrictions continue when you're visiting a hospital or a senior's home. In both of those cases, despite the rest of society returning to quote-unquote near normal, uh, in both of those cases, hospital, senior's homes, you have to show a corona pass to get in and you have to wear a mask once you're inside. The other thing, too, is there is now sort of a a responsibility that's been moved onto the private sector. So if I own a restaurant, for example, and I'm feeling "Ah, I'm just not not comfortable with this, I can, as the owner of the restaurant, say I'm putting in a Corona Pass mandate or a mask mandate. And my customers can decide for themselves whether they want to abide by that and use my establishment or not. So there may be a smattering of places that do that. All right. So, but as it stands then with those restrictions being lifted, there's not going to be kind of a singling out of vaccinated people and non-vaccinated as far as, unless there's places that keep that coronavirus pass, it's not going to be, it's not going to be only vaccinated people can go somewhere and you need to be vaccinated. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. It's going to be basically like, and that goes back to the assumption the government is making on the, on the herd immunity and population that uh, whether you're unvaccinated, and keep in mind that's a really, really, really small pool of people here, like a tiny amount of the population. Uh, but for those people who, who don't want to get vaccinated for whatever reason, the government is banking on the fact that the Omicron variant is ripping through the population to such an extent that even the people who aren't getting vaccinated are getting infected and recovering and getting an immune response that way. And what about testing? Is that still something that's going to be available to people? Yeah, absolutely. Denmark is uh, one of the countries that just leads the world in testing. Uh, we're still doing about three to 400,000 tests a day, uh, sort of evenly split more or less between rapid and PCR tests. They just scaled rapid tests down by about 200,000 a day because the need's just not there. And one of the reasons they're doing that is because uh, they still have rolled out the self-testing program. So, for example, 
my little guy goes to school. Uh, he's in grade one here. Uh, and because of that, uh, he's encouraged to get tested twice a week. Once at the school, they do testing on Tuesdays. The other, we do it here at home. So we get free self-testing kits. And the same goes for if you're a healthcare worker or you work in seniors care, the state just gives you uh, a certain amount of tests every week and you can test yourself at home. So that's taken the onus off of, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go see Aunt Betty. So I better go get a rapid test real quick because I don't have a whole lot of time. A lot of that need is now vanished completely. And so they're having to lower the amount of capacity they have because it's just being unused. All right. And Shane, looking forward then, you kind of mentioned the weather there as well. Does it sound like as long as things continue this way, specifically looking at those hospitalizations and those serious cases, does it seem like going into the spring and the summer, this could look like a more normal year as far as European travel and people getting back to that? I think uh, certainly people hope so, especially in the hospitality and tourism sector, which has just been crippled uh, the last couple of years for obvious reasons. Uh, Whether that happens or not, I don't know. But I mean, the goal for Denmark and I think the EU as a whole is to get back to some level of normalcy. But I mean, you can't as long as COVID's with us, there's going to be some level of caution you've got to take. And airlines, of course, are going to have their rules about what you can and can't do and, and that kind of thing. Uh, but I expect a more or less normal summer. It was normal. It felt like a normal summer here last summer, uh, you know. And as I said, when the seasonal effect goes for you, things look really, really good all of a sudden. People are outside. The sun is shining. COVID has a really hard time spreading uh, as opposed to the winter months. So but then the other fly in the ointment too, Jill, is, is variants. We have a new one here, BA2, which is a subvariant of Omicron. I believe you guys have it there. Uh, study out today and even another one last week points to it being extremely contagious about one to one and a half times that of the parent omicron strain and according to a preprint study i just read out of denmark today it looks like it has about a 10 point higher punch through uh, for infection rates among fully vaccinated people and and who knows what <laughs> bubbles out of the ether tomorrow as far as a variant right like something could pop out into the world uh, that changes the game entirely and then we're all right back in the soup Well, let's uh, hope not for sure. Uh, Shane, thanks so, so much for bringing us up to date on what's happening there. Always great to talk with you. You as well. Stay safe.